It's Monday, December 23rd, 2019, and you're listening to episode 534 of Hear the Boot, a show about tabletop role-playing games and a little bit more. Running time for this episode is one hour and two minutes. Welcome to Fear the Boot. My name is Dan. This is Wayne. My name's Chad. And I'm Laura. So Chad made an observation that we should probably pass along, which is we record on Tuesdays. We're now probably switching to Wednesdays, Mm -hmm. and we're headed into a stretch where for a couple weeks, that's going to fall right on holidays. So if Fear the Boot goes on a little bit of a hiatus, I might put like a solo episode or something in there just to keep the feed warm. But don't think we've disappeared. We're not pod fading. It's just us going through. Oh, you said it. It's us you going said through. said we're not pod fading. Well, you know what? <laughs> he it's also like, gave you credit for what I noticed. I know. It's well, true. I, it's like I'm, you're stealing the Beethoven from I'm, me. I'm fine with that. <laughs> totally fine with that. But because Brodor likes portmanteau so much ever yes. since I explained to him what a portmanteau <laughs> is. <laughs> okay. I've decided to call this Did period. Did you think it actually involved toes? No. Okay. I've decided. That's what's in my head because I don't know what it means. I've decided to call this period we're entering the hell days. Mm. So the, the hell of holidays hell of is the hell of holidays. Yeah. Yes. I like it. Very clever. All right. So yeah. it's that time of year because we're sitting before recording asking the question of what is our topic tonight? And our first reaction was we haven't gamed in a while. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we've got one Skies of Glass game coming up and then. I don't know if that's going to end up missing a little bit. I guess we'll see. Cause yeah. the, it shouldn't. It, I don't think it will because, yeah, the Thursdays are after the right. holidays. So. And, and we don't have one on Christmas week because that whole week gets blown away. Well, yeah, and that's between games anyway. Yeah. All right, so two other announcements. Wayne's Family Feud questionnaire is still up, and we are still gathering answers for that. We have buzzers. I was actually thinking I'm gonna have I to really get one because we'll we'll have yeah. to set them up now because like we're on a card table with the mics and so it'd be like that it would kind of go through the yeah. mic yeah. but still I want a buzzer we're, I'm going to get some buzzers because we need them for the first part but I've been thinking about that how to get around not having it but yeah if we can have buzzers that's even better no I, I can get us buzzers pretty cheap <laughs> I know a guy who can get you some buzzers <laughs> well how many bodies you want on this buzzer I think I still <laughs> have them because we use them at a trivia thing mm. at fear the con some years back and i think i gave them to christina my mm-hmm. sister for use in her classroom so i'll see so if i take them from those kids that's though. right i'm screw those kids I'm a, i was gonna joke not my kid they probably don't exist anymore to be honest but if they've been the in the kids? classroom <laughs> oh my but, god I these mean, are awesome buzzers to be fair i i spent two snow days cooped up in a house with my three children mm, so you could have used that buzzer yourself I, I, well and even if i can't i can get new ones off amazon they're not that expensive but mm. anyway that questionnaire thing is still going on so please get out there and add your answers penis to the questions on <laughs> wayne's family feud document the final announcement barely in time for the holidays mm-hmm. this has actually been done for about a month but i wasn't able to announce it because the listing was screwed up, and I had to get that fixed. Hmm. There is an audio version oh, yeah. of Narl Saves Christmas that is now available on Amazon and Audible. I am not that great of a voice actor. I think you're fine. You know, I'm okay. I like Lookout Radio. I'm okay in a role-playing game, mm-hmm. but I have trouble especially doing multi-part narratives. Mm-hmm. Like, I can't do my own book. I just can't do sure. it. 
I can do an NPC. I can do many NPCs. I have somebody to riff off of. And can I can, you imagine like reading your own book and you've edited it, you've released it, you've yeah. gone through all this trouble, and then you're reading it, and then you see the typo? Oh, dude. <laughs> uh, <laughs> like, I, I tried. I've tried reading my own stuff. It's very wooden. Mm-hmm. I don't slip between voices very easily. So I went out and actually got a professional voice actor slash narrator mm-hmm. who is a British guy living in Germany. So this is wildly <laughs> multicultural yeah. to read Narl Saves Christmas. And I asked specifically, I said, I want it done in the same narrative style as like those claymation specials like Rudolph mm-hmm. and Frosty. Yeah. This voice of wonder and cheer <laughs> about the season. I did not set the price, but it's like a couple bucks, like three bucks or five mm. bucks or something like that on these sites. Actually, on one of them, I think it's free if you sign up for the service. It's about 25 minutes long. So if you need a new family tradition, a Christmas <laughs> yeah. tale. Let me tell you, Grandma really needs to hear this. A Christmas <laughs> tale that will just create Christmas memories. Tale. Yes. Ah. And if you have to drive to Christmas and it's, even, and it's close, you could listen to it on the way to get in the mood. Especially mm-hmm. if you have small children. Yes. Yes. <laughs> so if you want to hear the tale of how Narl saves Christmas... And you want to hear read by a guy who has a wonderful narrative voice. He did an awesome job. Check the show notes for links. Once again, it is available on Amazon Audio and Audible, so you can pick it up from any of those. So let's put all the announcements and silliness and holidays aside <laughs> and roll right into our topic. We're going to revisit something from real early in this show's run, it's like 13 and a half years old, not the group template, because I'm still working on a new version of that. But instead, we're going to talk about the gaming environment. And this is something that I didn't know if the topic was going to go anywhere. I have serious opinions on this. I know, until I floated it, (laughs) and Chad just started going on a tear about D&D and Critical Role. And, <laughs> oh, that Matt Mercer. And it's like, what a man. <laughs> we apparently need to chase this one down. So when we talk about the gaming environment, we're not talking about the in-game setting. That's a different topic. Mm-hmm. Right. Mm-hmm. We're talking about the physical space mm-hmm. where you are gaming. Okay, where the game is occurring in the real world. If you're a solipsist, I'm sorry, we're going to just presuppose the world's real. Well, if I'm a nihilist, I don't think this matters. Well, then shut off the show and I, I don't <laughs> Why know. am I even sitting here? I, you know, honestly, <laughs> I am... You have strong opinions. Yeah, you've already right. downloaded the show, so it already counts for our downloads. Precisely, <laughs> yeah. I, that, and that matters to me, so... <laughs> I had an interesting debate with an actual nihilist once. Why did the nihilist debate? It didn't Bingo. matter. No, that was the point I made from the outset. I said, <laughs> the fact that you're getting upset about this self-defeats your entire ideology. It was silly, and I was being a dick, and that was hilarious to me. But <laughs> Don't worry, Donnie. These men are cowards. <laughs> they're nihilists. <laughs> but the one thing I'm going to get out of the way right off the bat, because it is so super obvious that I almost don't think it really bears much discussion, is, of course, people don't want a game in a place that's super distracting. Sure. If you've got phones ringing and the TV's on and... A Mexican restaurant with middle-aged women too deep into the market. Oh my, they weren't laughing. No, that was cackling. (laughs) No, yeah. I I, it has not been since the last time I played Rainbow Six that I so badly wanted to do a Murphy check. (laughs) 
I don't really get annoyed at that sort of thing in restaurants. I think I'm pretty chill about it, and it was giving me a headache. And oh, also, yes. they smelled like an ashtray. It, <laughs> it was. They went bad. out. They smoked. They came back in. I was not 100% sure they actually put their cigarettes out. Yeah, it was pretty annoying. But I think we can all agree nobody wants to game in an environment where you have a bunch of kids running around, the TV on, mm-hmm. a bunch of drunk middle-aged women that you <laughs> want to do war crimes to, etc. They were wearing cheetah print. <laughs> they, they had they che- really? One of them had a cheetah print <laughs> shirt, and I was like, margaritas and cheetah mix, cheetah prints, not even once. Huh. <laughs> My nine-year-old wears cheetah print. It doesn't belong on a middle-aged yeah, woman. Nine-year-old cheetah print. It makes him go faster. It's awesome. Middle-aged woman. <laughs> because we're all over the place here in our, because <laughs> we've got that kind of into the school year vibe right. going. Because we're, we're approaching the holiday break here. Yeah. So my brain's all over the place anyway. I'm gonna go ahead and date myself. Not like that. I mean, like set a <laughs> year to myself. You drill a. You might be better off than some of the people you've tried to date lately. Oh, oh yeah, absolutely. Ouch, man. Wow. No, he's nice. not wrong. He's not wrong. I'm trying there's, to give you the benefit of the doubt here. There's a negative episode coming up on this about the one where I had to take a chick into Miniature Mart to Brodor, and by coincidence, Wayne happened to be there because I thought I might, no joke, need help getting rid of the woman. <laughs> I'm not I'm not making this up. Wow. And I don't wow. mean because she was annoying, I mean because she was starting to frighten me. Ah, you need a safe space. I did. Oh. You need to go to one of the bars. I needed witnesses. I'm not joking. Ordered that Negative drink. episode coming up. But no, when you said cheetah print, mm-hmm. all I could hear in my mind was cheetah cheetah cheetah. cheetah. <laughs> and it is that time of year they used to yeah. run those commercials yeah for Christmas. yeah they did yeah. so all right anyway chad you <laughs> yes. said you have a bunch of strong opinions on this and several of them mm-hmm. took me a little bit flat-footed hmm. i'm going to start with the first one you threw out you said you don't like gaming in basements now presuming Correct. we're not talking i mean i don't hate it yeah i don't like it so presuming we're not talking about the dank Right, you know, like, like we're talking unfinished, basement. finished, you know, yeah, yeah. at least half finished, flooring, basements. walls, pictures, just yeah. like noisy. I think sure. most of us can agree we don't want a game in a hole. Right, so if yes. it's got bugs, there's a laundry and, machine going, there's cockroaches, <laughs> yeah. the lights are flickering. Every, not, yeah. even, not that every so often you have to kill a black widow descending mm-hmm. upon the GM. Right, what is it about the lowest level of a home? Okay, so let's talk finished basement here. Yeah. Carpet, nice area, otherwise great gaming space. I suspect I know one of the reasons. Why? You like to see outside. Yes, you I like do. windows. Yes, I do. I'm the opposite. I don't need the windows and all. But I I know that that's something you've mentioned mm-hmm. at mm-hmm. some of the cons you've gone to, that you much prefer being in the room that has the windows to the outside yes. versus the rooms that are downstairs and don't have the windows. The last fear of the con I was at, every just a quirk of the arrangements, mm-hmm. every single game I was at where I played and ran the game, I was at the same table. It's just a coincidence. Yeah. And it was in the basement. I spent two days in a bunker. <laughs> Did so, not yeah. see the light. So is it's that what it is? I think you feel like you're cut off it, versus I'm the opposite. I like being cut off. It's for, not a for it's that. not a claustrophobic yeah. thing for me. It's not a you know, I make a joke about being in it. It's not like I'm in a bunker, oh no. It's more like I like this is gonna sound really weird for a nerd and an IT guy, but I like the sunshine. I like the outside. I can get a tan without burning. I have like Mediterranean jeans and 
you know, I do outside stuff. I do yard work. I do hiking through the nature. I do... Dan and I were talking about getting horses today. Actually, we were. Yeah. Oh, great horses and stuff. And like, yeah, I've gone to summer camp. I've done all that. I've gone to space, space camp. camp. Yeah. I wish space camp <laughs> in the summer. That's right. My summer camp. That's right. Was space, space camp. Space camp. Yeah. You know? I went to both kinds of camp. I went to space camp and I went to like nature bug camp yeah. too. So. Yeah. But yeah, that is one of the reasons I do not really care for gaming in a basement is that most base. Now we're going to get somebody who's like, well, my basement has like floor to ceiling glasses, like half underground and half out. And but I'm talking like your typical basement where maybe you have three windows that you, a person can barely crawl through and that maybe just light comes through, but not, you can't see the outside. It's, it's funny. You joke about the floor to ceiling, the house I grew up in mm-hmm. because there's a hill on the side of the right, house. Right. The back door, you walk yeah. straight right. out from the yeah. basement, Sliding glass door. and one of the rooms has a floor-to-ceiling mm-hmm. window, and yeah. it is one of yeah. the brighter rooms in the house. Yeah, it's, it's the, the basement. I'm sure there's multiple names for it, but... But that's not normal. No. no. Well, and, well yeah. it depends on your area, because like back when I was working in IT for a home-building company, and I'm sure there are different regional names for it, probably different names for this by country, but... There are quirks to home building in each locality. And this is something I did not fully appreciate until I worked for a home building company. For example, you cannot sell a house just about in St. Louis if it doesn't have a basement. Correct. It is very difficult to sell. In many cities and in many countries, your home's built on a foundational slab. There isn't a basement, and that's just how it is. I looked at a house that did not have a basement, and my realtor was like, I will do everything I can ethically to convince you not to buy this house. Yeah, still not real or resell. Yeah, Yeah, that's what she said. She's like, do not buy this house. You will never sell it. Yeah. And I'm like, but here the name for is if you build a house on a hill such that the first floor is at ground level, but on the back, the basement is at ground level. They just call it a walkout. A walkout, yeah. Is, yep. is all it is. So, but yeah, there are some walkout. Yeah. My parents' house has a walkout basement. Does. And they have a big double glass sliding mm-hmm. door back there that lets in an enormous amount of light. Yep. But none of the basements that I've gamed with Chad in are <laughs> yep. those types of houses. I am on my third basement, I want to say, in my gaming career. Maybe even my fourth for a regular, not like a one-shot visiting someone's house, but just as a regular gaming group. I think I'm on my third or fourth basement. But like I said, it's not a claustrophobic thing. It's not like, oh, I can't breathe. Or It's that I like the windows. I like seeing light. I like seeing well, this three-dimensionality. Split this into two different topics mm-hmm. or subtopics. One is the quality of lighting. Yes. Mm-hmm. Because certain types of light they have found are fatiguing on the human eyes. Certain types of fluorescent lights are really bad for that. Mm-hmm. They make lights that have what they call real light, or they're set up to have a spectrum similar to sunlight. They're supposedly easier on the eyes, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And I think having the right kind of lighting, not just sufficient lighting, but the right kind of lighting, is going to help your overall mood and the mood of the room. One of the easiest ways to get that is to have natural light. Mm-hmm. The sun. Yeah. So to have big, mean Mr. Sun <laughs> That's right. and window <laughs> right there, that's sub-issue one. Yeah. But sub-issue two is that sense of connection to the outside, that minor stimulus. Mm-hmm. It's not something as distracting or as engrossing as, say, a cell phone right. or a television or 
a hectoring spouse or <laughs> whatever, insert your problem here. But it does create a sense of openness, mm-hmm. of connection to the outside world. There's things to look at. There's things to see. It breaks up your thought. It gives you mm-hmm. more things to take in to in, keep your mind flowing. So Dan's hit on why I like gaming in basements. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Because for me, I am the opposite of that. Right. Of I like that disconnect. Mm-hmm. A lot of the places we've gamed, there have been people upstairs and things going on upstairs as well. And I like that closed door to separate it off. Mm-hmm. I like that separation of the outside world. I have no claustrophobia in me whatsoever, except there is a claustrophobic aspect of me. I just feel overwhelmed if the area in front of me is just full of stuff. Mm -hmm. So good example, where we game right now when we play Skies of Glass, that table has a ton. It's a tiny little table. We have these really cool name plaques that mm-hmm. we can't read because we've got <laughs> food and stuff on it. Right. And there's a lot of stuff there. And I have a problem finding a place to roll dice. That's when I feel overwhelmed. I don't, Dan. <laughs> I don't know what to call I've it. I've got a big table. Well, I don't know that I can increase the size no, of the table. No, you can't. Right. The table fits in the room. Right. But, and it's yeah. not necessarily a table size thing. I go back to yeah. where we were gaming previously before we went to your house. Mm-hmm. Sometimes that table just got so full of junk. Yeah. And it's the same table. It, it Beth gave the me the table, table. when yeah. she moved. Yeah. yeah, and sometimes it gets so full of junk, even though it's a big table, that yeah. I would have that same feeling. I don't know what you call that, because I don't have claustrophobia. You, you can put me in a closet, close the door. It's, it's you can put clutter. me in a small area, <laughs> and I'm perfectly other. fine. Yeah. But if I feel like there's stuff all around, I feel like I've got no space. Mm-hmm. Right. And I get that same feeling that people describe as claustrophobia. Mm-hmm. But for me, it's just this stuff. So to, to lay in some advice on this, too... When we gamed at Beth's in the basement, right, it's the same table. So mm-hmm. Pat and I, when we started gaming at Pat's place, because Beth was pregnant, he didn't want to game away from her while she was pregnant, we gamed at his place. And he has a made, he had a made-up basement, and it was... Ve- it, it didn't exist. Finished basement. Well, it's not the end. Well, I mean, it had carpeting, it had walls, it yeah. had all, all that sort of stuff. It had drop ceiling. It was very nice. It was very nice. But there was no table down there. There was some couches, and it really wasn't furnished. And so he's like, we need to get a table. I'm like, okay. He's like, well, you have a truck. Let's you and me get, get a table. There was a, play, is a place out by Dan's old, old place, two jumps ago before all the servants and the horses Horse, and all that. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is a furniture store that doesn't exist anymore. And Pat being Pat, of course, <laughs> bought mm-hmm. a solid wood table that was very expensive and not i mean this thing is awesome it's really awesome like you know how sweet table you know how tables like slide apart they're on rollers like you have to grab one in this is where i can stand on one end of it i can pull it very easily and it moves both sides of the split top at one time (laughs) the leaves that go in there it isn't one leaf there's two leaves and the leaves store inside of the table it's kind of adorable how excited you get I, on the table. No, it's, it was amazing. <laughs> and I lusted after this table for the <laughs> longest time. But Beth gave it to me when she moved. And so we have it now. Now, here's the advice instead of me just you know drooling over how much I love this table. <laughs> it is a matter of when we were in the basement, right? And so this is another knock I have against basements, although it's sort of a more specific one. They're made up basement that they had if you remember it i said it wasn't too furnished that's because they didn't use it very much right they had other areas of the house that they used it was just not part of their trafficked area 
And so when we started using it for gaming, that was the most use it had ever seen. Now, what happens is we go down and we game and we have stuff. Now, I don't want to say we're messy. It's like we don't have like plates of half-eaten pizza and we just leave it there. But, you know, the gaming accoutrement sort of accumulates. Yeah, Dice and towers and books and papers and pens and blah, 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 blah. Hmm. All this stuff sort of accumulates. Because they never go down there, it never gets tidied. Yeah. And again, I'm not saying they're messy. And it wasn't like we had raw food out. It's out of sight, out of mind. Exactly. This table where we game now is our dining room. And before gaming, Dawn and I clear off the table. Like we have our dining, we have our placemats, we have a little centerpiece thing, and we have this or that napkin holder and whatnot on there. But on day of gaming, we take all of that off and put it in a box. Not a big deal. It takes like less than 30 seconds. And then we have on a shelf behind that some of the gaming stuff. Name placards, the dice towers, bags of dice that we go plop, 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 plop and put it all out. And then when everyone leaves, we go boom, 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 and we put it back up, put it on a shelf. Again, not a huge big deal. All the stationery is nice and not like the note cards, but all the rest of the stationery is nice and in one box. So it's not spread around. You don't have to search for it, you know, right where it's at. And we do that not because we're clean freaks or OCD or anything like that. It's just because it's easier. Yeah. You know? Well, and even if it is a table you don't typically use... Like, for example, in the case of where we play the Skies of Glass game, it's in a room that I don't use for anything else. Right. Now, I do intend to condense down two of the rooms and blah, blah, blah. Nobody cares about my home planning. But <laughs> You have servants for that. Yes. <laughs> that's, that's one of the things I got when I gave up the <laughs> McMansion was I got most of the servants. And the, and the and, carriages. And the carriages, but no horses. No horses. <laughs> so, no. So they're, they're horseless <laughs> carriages in the worst possible way. <laughs> right. so, there's no engines. They are literally just horseless carriages. Thus, we were talking about horses yeah. earlier today. Yeah, there's a few bones sleeping in them now. But <laughs> one of the problems that we have that is obviously going to be probably not unique to us, but a rare issue, mm-hmm. is there's an Omni mic in the middle of the table. Yeah. That Omni mic takes up a little bit of space and then has a wire running to it. And that cuts right down the center of the table where you could otherwise put a lot of things. And when I go in and redo that room, I'm going to move the mics to mirror more like what Eric from gamers table has, where the mics Mm -hmm. are going to be mounted to the side of the table, not set in the middle of it. And that's going to allow it to take up less space. Now, Chad, jumping back to something you were just talking about, as I was saying, Unlike you guys, we don't game on my kitchen or dining room table. Mm -hmm. We game on a table that's in a dedicated gaming room, dedicated to gaming, never otherwise gets touched. What if that's your situation? Well, there's a real easy solution. Set aside, it doesn't have to be a lot of time, two, three minutes at both the start and the end of each game, where the first and last activity you do is everyone hangs around. And by the way, this is just good courtesy for guests in general. And you pick things up. So before you leave, you take your food in particular, your Mm -hmm. mostly finished sodas, whatever else you've got. You put it in a trash bag and you get rid of it so you don't have that. And then at the start of every game, you go back through and say, okay, bag of chips with like three chips in it. Is anyone (laughs) seriously going to eat this? Yeah. If so, here now. (laughs) Right. If not, here's the trash bag. Well, it's one of the things when I look at us as a group, particularly for the skies of glass, we're really good about cleaning up the food after, 
we're not really good about that decluttering. Yeah, the declutter. Tiny, the, yeah, which I think is probably better done at the start of a game because I think when you come off of a game, it's obvious that things like food aren't needed anymore. Mm-hmm. But you're still processing what just happened in that game, especially if you had a good one. Right. That I don't know you're in the right mindset to realize that all the stuff you've got spread everywhere you're not going to remember in a week or two weeks. And at the end of the night, in our case, we game at night. Mm -hmm. But I think it would be the same even if it's during the day. We're ready to go. Yeah, you're tired. In my case, it's usually a Thursday night. I have to go take trash out when I get home. I'm already thinking, man, I don't want to take trash out when I get home. And you just worked eight hours and then played a very fun, but still a couple hours long game. So if you're going to socialize anyway, might as well, while you're socializing, be productive. Be productive, yeah. Stack up some of the papers, throw some things away, gather some stuff up, get rid of the things you're not seriously using, and Mm -hmm. use that opportunity to declutter the space so you start with a relatively fresh play area. So your other point that you raised while we Mm -hmm. were prepping this... I don't like gaming at dining room tables. Yes. All right, now let me pause. Always hated it. Okay. (laughs) So let me pause right here, though. I've never not gamed at a dining room table except once or twice. Yeah, yeah. Well, okay. You know what? I was going to ask one question, but I'm going to ask a different question and Mm -hmm. come back to that question. Why specifically do you not like dining tables? Because I prefer couches and a coffee table more. Okay. I am a person who likes to lean and lean back. Many dining room table chairs aren't really made for leaning. That may sound a little weird, but I'm one of those people who tilt back in a chair to where there's just two legs on the ground. I do it all the time. And most dining room chairs are just not made for that in some way. I mean, I don't want to get into the art and design of chairs, but... No, I'm I'm with you on this because if you look through all the places we've gamed... Two of the basements we've gamed in, if you'll notice, I was on the couch. Couch, yep. The yeah. cou- but I do like the table, too. I like having yeah, the table I there. Say, I just want to be on the couch like, that's I pushed get up the couch to the table. thing. I definitely yeah. get the couch thing. But like when you're looking at you know playing on a coffee table, that takes so much space away from you. I'm so like, if space is already at a premium. So I like to think of myself as, as more minimalist when it comes to games. I don't think all the stacks of books and the tons of dice and the dice towers... And the pins and the papers and all this stuff, I don't think it's necessary. I think that you could have a character sheet, if that, and an occasional roll of a die, which a coffee table would would support. I just don't personally see the need for it, but I want to emphasize the one word I said there, personally <laughs> don't see the need yeah, for that. I, I am in the minority. Right, right. I get it. Considering and that, the campaigns we've played, I'm surprised to hear that. Right. we've played a lot of pretty... Yeah. Pretty well, dice-heavy games. Well, it's, or, or like Blades in the Dark. There's a lot of paperwork for Blades. It's a lot of paperwork. Well, and that was going to be my second question, is what do you do for a play area? And I it had... the play area of the mind. Well, that was the thing. I had a guess you were going to go one of two directions, which is why I felt it was important to get out why before I was going to talk about how. I like to flop... And lays around. Well, That's why I like Right, right, right. Prefer- well, you know the but- other reason I like kitchen tables or dining room tables or things? Because they have other functions for other types of games. Yeah, So absolutely. let's say you don't need it for your gaming. 
I enjoy having a little more space on the table, things like that. You want to play a board game. But if we're going to play a board game, right. you need that. Well, okay. And so I like that gaming area. To be versatile. To be able mm-hmm. to do Battletech or yes. to Amber Diceless mm-hmm. or whatever. Of course, pause here to emphasize that the extreme minimalist form of gaming that you're espousing personally is not yeah it's not wholly idiosyncratic to you right but it is at least somewhat or largely idiosyncratic to a subset of the hobby the skies of glass works really good like that sure and i think there's many skies of glass works incredibly well with no furniture at all because it was originally designed as a large yeah it was it was no joke but there are other games or game styles that require that table space. A game like Battletech that has the map combat is an mm-hmm. obvious example. Good old D&D mm-hmm. or Pathfinder, if yeah. you've got your minis and you've got your squares set up, you know, your map, your tactiles, whatever it is you use, mm-hmm. you need that table space. Now, I think to one of the examples you gave, I have seen in a few of the places you've lived very large coffee tables, mm-hmm. like coffee yeah. table. I, I currently have a very large. Yeah, coffee they, table. these are you not have a like, coffee table that is huge with drawers that have dice in them, yeah, and hidden compartments, them, yeah. And things I was like going to say, yeah, these these are more like Japanese dining tables or <laughs> banquet tables. Uh, I yeah. take my coffee tables very seriously. Yeah, th- yeah. these are <laughs> low to the ground, but these are yep. large tables, mm-hmm. and those, of course, would allow you to sit on a couch and to still do mm-hmm. miniature combat or maps or any of the things that the more typical gaming setup's going to mm-hmm. involve. So if you need room for your GM screen and dice tower and all whatever it is you're doing, then you've got that space there. You know, I used to always love coffee tables and in the last I don't know, the last decade, since we're at the end of a decade here, <laughs> I've completely gotten away from them mm-hmm. for the same reason I was just describing about how I feel about the cluttering thing. Yeah, I like having that big open space. It feels like there's more room to me. And again, not being claustrophobic, I also have animals. I like the animals to be able to right. run around in the living room. So I've kind of completely gotten away from coffee tables. But one of the things that works with your house, with that big, huge, you know, huge coffee table. Mm-hmm. One of the bigger coffee tables I've ever seen. My coffee table is actually pretty cool. Yeah. And I only paid $99 for it. <laughs> in a game in a game where it didn't work for what we were doing, the Halloween game last year where mm-hmm. we were doing a Silent Memories game, mm-hmm. the Jenga Tower is over in the dining room. We're gaming on the couch in the living yep. room. Yeah. Any Jenga mechanic works really well having the tower in another room. Because that tension of pulling the tiles gets even bigger when you have to get up from your comfy seat, (laughs) walk all the way over to the tower, and let that tension build as you're walking to it. I highly recommend that for anyone running a game that uses a Jenga mechanic. Don't put the tower on the table you're playing on. Put it on a rickety TV tray. Like, (laughs) especially the opposite direction on that. (laughs) I would feel far more tense (laughs) with it in front of me. There was a mechanic that was optional in a video game called Alien Isolation, which is a game set in the Alien, Alien, yeah, well, yeah, Alien universe, where they were really trying to take it back to the feel of the was it 1979 or whenever it was made the the movie Alien with Scorny Weaver, and they sold her on it to the point that she came back to voice act for it. It was a fantastic game, but. When it first released, it was on Xbox, and they had an optional mechanic where if you had a connect set up, if, like, the alien walks into a room and you, like, jump into a locker and close it so it doesn't see you, 
it's looking around the room, hunting you, and it'll stop and mm-hmm. sniff the locker you're in. And if you they don't mo- sniff, they're psychic. If you, they don't have eyes or noses. I read a lot of alien books when I was a kid. I was huh. huge into aliens. Well, H.R. Geiger's designs completely disagree with all of that. <laughs> it is a giant penis with a brain in it. Yeah, I yes. know. But penis way. <laughs> but the, the point. <laughs> Chad loves his penis. Yeah. I mean, someone's got to like it. I know, right? With the Connect, <laughs> if you moved too much because the Connect was tracking your body movement, if you moved too much or made too loud of a noise, mm-hmm. in real life, sitting on the couch, the alien spotted you, mm-hmm. and I would see a Jenga you had tower. Dogs. Oh, I knew, which is why I had to turn it off because I had dogs, and they're like, "Look, Dan! Look, Dan! It's an alien!" Bark, 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 bark. Yeah. You're like, and we're dead. You would not believe Again. how many times I was trying to set that connect up, and it couldn't figure out which of the six to eight legs in the frame were the human ones. But I would think a Jenga tower. On the table in the middle, right? That would stress me out or amp me up a whole lot more than one that's across the room because it'd be like I can't set my drink down too hard. I got to watch my knees. I got to mm-hmm. watch my feet. You See, know that makes sense. But having played it both ways multiple times, there's always more tension when you have to stand up and walk over to it. It's a commitment. Well, and depending on yes, how... Yes, because you're committing like, to it, and otherwise everyone around the table has that opportunity to knock it over. Depending on you know what the table's like, how your floor is, how heavy are your footfalls? Because if you're someone who steps very heavily, <laughs> right. your footfalls are literally making the table shake a little bit as you're headed over there, and you can see... The tower moving as you're <laughs> walking always, toward it, and it's, it's always there, looming in the background. It's, yeah, it's kind of a it's kind of a trip. Yeah, like if we were playing it on this table that has these mics on it, that is shakes at the <laughs> a deep breath. Right. Then I would have everyone sit around the table because that's going to add all kinds of tension. Well, yeah, yeah and that's <laughs> also one of the reasons why, in addition to doing. The gaming mics differently in the other room. The podcast itself is going to get moved to the other room to a mm-hmm. more stable table, and I'm going to have shock absorbers for the mic. And I don't know. It should nice. be yeah. It that should be a, quite an upgrade coming soon to a fear of the boot near you. <laughs> but thanks, Patreon. Let me. You know, actually, this is Christmas stuff for my parents, probably. But let me talk about my view on this, which is I'm going to go the opposite direction on something else. I don't like gaming on couches Mm -hmm. for the exact reason you gave that you like it. I get too comfortable when you loose. Yeah, I I start. I I, drink in your hand. I start to fall out of character. (laughs) Right. I start to daydream. My mind starts to drift depending on how tired I am, which given my insomnia might be very tired. Mm -hmm. I might start even dozing off a bit. And when I'm really into my character, I'm the sort of person where my posture, it's not 100%. My posture tends to reflect my engagement. Mm-hmm. It does. Mm-hmm. You, yeah, you, you, you project body language when you do characters. Not all people do. Yeah. I mean, when I'm getting ready to play a character like one of these serious takes of Gnarl, I want to Just sit up. up. I can't yeah. even do his voice laying down because of the way that I have to use my throat. You know, I have to sit up to even do mm-hmm. his voice. I can't be sunk three and a half feet into the world's most comfy marshmallow couch. Uh, yeah. <laughs> my parents, okay, so my parents had a couch, a, a, a set, a living room yeah. set from 
the 70s. And I don't mean like 1970. I mean like 1970, right? This was a psychedelic daydream pattern. <laughs> I can't describe to you what the pattern looked like because I'm not H.P. Lovecraft, right? I, I can't describe this sort of Lovecraftian color that doesn't exist and drives people mad psychedelic pattern. Yeah. But they bought this. And they never used it. So they got the set, and it was a whole, like, is the coffee table, which was actually a really big, awesome, yes. solid wood coffee table. Yes. It was a love seat, and it was a full couch, too. It was All these were separate things. And it was the, this wood frame, this crazy pattern, and this cushioning in it. Like, I don't know how to describe it. It was, it, it a, was, marshmallow. Marshmallow. It was yeah. a marshmallow. Seriously, if you were to go to craft or something like that, yeah. and ask them to make you... A single marshmallow <laughs> the size of a couch cushion mm-hmm. that does not melt under butt heat. <laughs> this yep. is the couch you would get. I mean, it felt like sitting on a marshmallow. And it was comfy as hell. I want this couch. They had, so a, they had was, a living room. My house. It's probably made out of materials that are <laughs> oh, now, oh, yeah, carcinogenic. That are now <laughs> illegal, <laughs> stuffed with the pelt and feathers of an animal that is extinct. But... To hell if it was not incredibly yeah. comfortable to sit on. Wayne and I are down. We want a game on this couch. So, <laughs> so my parents had two living rooms in their house. Yeah, they did. Yeah, yeah. And a room addition. So they actually had like three living rooms. Yeah, because it was a sun so, room. Yeah. But I went to space camp, Wayne. I don't know if I told you that. <laughs> but anyway, we, we had multiple living rooms. And this living room that we had, we only used it once a year for Christmas. That's where we put the tree up. But it was fully furnished with this whole set. It was like yeah. the old set. No one ever touched it. No one ever went in it, except me and my friends on the occasion when we would come over to my house. And we would the, instantly, as soon as we walked in the door, all my friends would throw themselves on these couches. They were so <laughs> calm. I had a sleepover one night when we were teenagers. We have rooms everywhere. We have bedrooms. We have all these, all this stuff. Everybody passed out. In the 70s couches. I mean, it was like a pile of teenage boys thrown into this living room, all of these couches. I digress. <laughs> so I will say, I like having a table. I mm-hmm. like having the couches. I don't like running a game when I'm on a couch with a table in front of me. And the reason is, when I think back to all the places where I've gamed where there's a couch, the couch is against the wall. The table is then up against you. Hmm. When I'm GMing, I like to have the option. I don't do it as much as I would like to. I like to have the option of standing up, getting big, getting, oh. you know, moving around a lot. Mm-hmm. If I'm on a couch that's right next to the table, you don't have space for that. I don't have the space to stand up and do it. And it you also, do now. yeah, it also takes more thought about and a chair, you just pop up and a couch, you need to. The couch is trying to eat yeah. you and you have to work your way out of it. Exactly. So that's why I don't, I love mm-hmm. playing when I'm sitting in a couch. But that's why when I try to run a game, the old place, I like to sit over on the chair on the end instead. Yeah. Because then I have that option of I can quickly stand up, get Mm -hmm. bigger, get into the NPC character. I don't really do that with my own characters. I'll get in voice, I'll do a Mm -hmm. thing, but I don't play those types of characters that are the big, boisterous, I'm never going to be the troll. But if I'm running a game, I might have a troll and I want to stand up and get big and be towering and to get into that feel. And I can't do that if I have the table pushed up against me. Now is your time to shine. The dining room we have is... I could do it on one end, but on the other I couldn't because there's the hutch or whatever it is. I don't know what to call it. Let me throw in something else here that's related but not something we've touched on yet, which is 
your setup, I think you got to look at how accident prone it is. Because oh, I thought you're talking about like mine. I'm like, do I have accident prone? Yeah, like shards of glass. Or yes, yes. I've, I've already <laughs> got people suing you. Well, good. I they, thought we got to revive my we horses. Not to talk <laughs> <Right>. about that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, loaded guns, blades, uh, fats uh, of acid. That's normal, right? It is in my basement. <laughs> you're sitting down. You're in a couch. You've got your character sheet in your lap. Probably no good writing surface. Table's not nearby. You're holding a soda in one hand and a burrito in the other. Where's this headed? Oh, it's party he- foul. It's headed to Fart City. That's where it's headed. Okay. Yet another reason I don't like gaming in a basement. Well, <laughs> why did I war crime the basement one time with sugar-free candy? It was great. And, yeah, Brodor. You were by the stairs. <laughs> Nobody gets out of that basement. Yeah, they were making fun of us. So Wayne and I nuked the staircase, and we're like, okay, come on up. <laughs> and Brodor is the worst about it. A yes, tiny little is. room with yeah. no space, and I sit next I to that. I swear, right? I'm going to start having him leave extra pants here because I think he ruins them by about the halfway point of the game. I swear the man is just shit his pants. Okay, that's another pet peeve. We've heard it from him here, but this isn't bad. Going back to the very first place yeah. I ever gamed, that basement had a bathroom in it. It's a made-up basement. Right. Partial. The bathroom was drywall, where the person would go in and would try to tell you what they were doing or try to be in character. Yeah. Through the bathroom. Yeah. yeah he no, says, I do this. No. <laughs> and you hear it. You could hear all the of plop. it. I am so you bladder could... shy. That would be so oh, it was it was, it was nightmarish. Not oh. only could you hear the plop, you could feel in your mind's <laughs> eye the splashback on your own butthole. Yeah. Yes. And if you... No, it's, they're not just being graphic. Oh, yeah, no, no, I'm not saying this for shock value. Yeah. This is a documentary. This is not a joke. Yeah. No. This bathroom, it did not have full. Wayne says drywall. I say more like macrame or something. <laughs> I mean, I don't, I don't know what the exact structure Stretching was. Right. But, yeah, it was something like drywall. Yeah. I don't know if there were even wooden supports in it. If there were, there was definitely no insulation whatsoever I mean, in this. Well, I mean, you could hear. It, it seriously could, might as well have been a curtain. Okay, People I hate to not stop role playing. Yeah. No. Yes, yes. <laughs> was, no. a, and this is look. This is a courtesy. I don't. I know. shoot my arrow at. <laughs> like <laughs> I am so horrified right now. Yeah, oh, it, this place gets worse. And like, it gets worse. I like this yeah, basement. Uh, we're gonna have to wait. But, we'll have to wait a moment because it's Pat's turn. He needs to come out of the base or out of the bathroom. Oh no problem. I'm just gonna cast mist form. <laughs> Overall, it wasn't a bad place. No, it goes back to Chad's comment about being a basement being something you don't go to normally. Yeah, the guy whose house it was didn't have a sense of smell. Yeah, it's like a he had cats. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So we would go down there, and he wouldn't know that the cats have pissed all over the place. Oh no! Yeah, once again, Wayne is not joking. The individual who owned the house did he, not. And yeah. they, he wasn't messy. Or no, 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 no. Very no. clean individual, Absolutely. but he has no he, sense of smell. Yeah, he yeah, physically. He literally did not have an olfactory sense. Mm-hmm. Like with taste. He'd go down there and paint and be fine and just. Right. Wouldn't. Because yeah, what we no. call taste for the average person is actually a mix of taste and smell. Right. Because you only have, as most people know, four tastes sweet, salty, bitter, sour. And that's all he had. You know, if he ate a piece of candy, he could not tell you what chocolate tastes like. He just knew it was sweet. And he picked his foods 
based on their texture because right. that was what he experienced in eating. Gourmet meal to him was Hot Pockets? Because, and, he, yeah. They because were, of the texture. Yeah. It had nothing to do with the flavor. Yeah. Because it, it, yeah, he couldn't taste it. Precisely. And so. So multiple times we would go down there and the entire basement would he, smell he of He would cat see the urine. look on our faces. He'd be like, did the cat pee again? Like, oh, yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> nope. <laughs> Yeah, and this is the place where a cat rode one of the drop tiles down from the ceiling. <laughs> what? In the middle of rolling. We were, yeah, we were sitting around the gaming table and ceiling cat struck. His cat, because he had a drop ceiling. He had a drop ceiling. Yeah. Which, for doesn't know what drop ceiling is, it's where you... It's basically asbestos suspended above you. Yeah, you, you have these, like, big foam or whatever ceiling asbestos. tiles yeah. that are sat into a grid work of little metal frames. Mm-hmm. This is what you see in a lot of office buildings. Yep. Right. One of his cats would get up into the drop ceiling, and we were sitting there in the middle of gaming once, and I guess the cat worked the ceiling tile just loose enough because it didn't break. No, it didn't. Yeah, The whole tile, which is like... <laughs> you wanted to watch Wayne masturbating. I mean, seriously, it's it's like, like size-wise, it's maybe like 18 inches by three feet. I yeah. mean, it's, it's pretty big. Yeah. And the cat just freaking comes down riding this thing like the silver <laughs> in the surfer. Mi- in the middle of scene. Yeah, in the middle of role play. In the middle of yeah. scene, middle of role play, this black cat <laughs> comes down the ceiling on top of this thing like silver surfer here to announce our doom <laughs> and just nails the table. <laughs> Did suddenly hear from the bathroom, what was that? <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. Look. Okay. This is why my house doesn't have an open floor plan. General note of courtesy, by the way, and I'm, I know this is true for, for men. I'm assuming it's true for women. You don't talk in a bathroom. No. <laughs> Unless someone, like you have an active shooter situation or the building is on fire. And even then. Or if you're out of toilet paper. Yeah. Okay. Well, then you don't have a choice. If you're requesting help, it's different. Yeah. Yeah. Because if you're gonna put your hand under the next stall, you do, I mean, who knows what gets put? In precisely, that. you do at least want to say what you want in there. Mm-hmm. But I mean, even if there's a freaking active shooter in the building, at least have an empty urinal between us while you're telling me. But you don't talk in a bathroom, and you don't talk through a bathroom. And I don't know. I, I'm totally gonna talk through the bathroom in the next game. I'm gonna do it. I, I'm, I'm gonna, gonna do it. I, I'm gonna. I will <laughs> take bullets away and give them. Well, I can't give a broad orgus. He's equally bad. I, who do I give them to? Eric. No. no. <laughs> <laughs> maybe. Maybe Brandon. Maybe. Maybe Brandon. Maybe. Maybe. Depends on. So okay. Here's the other thing that has nothing to do with farting or ceiling cats <laughs> or any of that weirdo crap, right? Of why I prefer to not game in a basement. It's it's not a strike against a basement, and also there are ways around this in a basement, but I've never seen it. I've heard it promised. Food is a very important thing to me in general. I love to cook. I love food. I love going out for food. I mm-hmm. think food is an integral part of the human experience. As a game master, I put food in my games because I so intensely believe. It is part of the human experience. Okay. It is a social situation. It gets people role-playing, and mm-hmm. it is a common thing that people can latch on to. I put food and eating in my games. Okay. I also have the number one GMing tip that I can ever give anyone. Just learn to cook and feed your players. Because if you feed your players, you could have a terrible game, 
but they'll remember I the just, good meal. I wouldn't separate those activities too much because have you ever been in a house and you're in the middle of a game and somebody is making Christmas cookies that either aren't meant for you or won't be ready for two more hours? Mm-hmm. And you know what that does to your immersion in a game? We're deep in the fire temple, mm-hmm. and somebody's up there making wonderful, like, iced cinnamon cookies or some crap. That aren't for you. <laughs> that aren't for you. That sounds oddly specific. Or you're not <laughs> supposed to eat for two hours, whatever the case is. And it completely holds me out of the moment. So... That aside, no, your, your trauma aside, no, no, I get it. Because, like, if you, it, let's say, because I've look, you can buy cookbooks right. that are RPG centric. They made cookbooks for various D and D settings. They've made a cookbook. Wayne has one for Fallout. I could put together mm-hmm. one for Skies of Glass. That'd be regional. The Fallout cookbook's actually really cool. One of the recipes did about a week or so ago. The recipe in the book is, I think it's like leg of... Uh, Human? No, leg of... <laughs> I can't think of the animal. Gawai? Yawai? Yes. The bears. Yeah. The actual recipe is leg of lamb. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it's, it's bear. They've marked off. Mm-hmm. It's like, well, we can't find this ingredient, so... Yeah, they go mm. substitute yeah. Yeah. but the recipes are actually really good. But all of them are themed to be recipes that you actually have in the game of yeah. Fallout. Well, but they just swapping. But I have well, seen. I think there's advice there of you're gaming, you're gaming upstairs, and the kitchen is right there, and somebody else in the house who isn't part of the game microwaves their lunch and they microwave fish. Oh, <laughs> I mean, I mean, come on, you know, okay, there's a certain mean. thing. But here's the thing about the about food and being upstairs. There is easy access to the kitchen, and the kitchen is where the food is. Yes. And so I can bring out food. I mean, it's my house. I can have a kitchen. But, but, but my, my point here is, l- let's say we're playing a D&D game, mm-hmm. and there's going to be some big banquet, and you go out and you grab medieval recipes, or you grab somebody's homebrewed, excuse the pun, or even an official setting thing of here's recipes from the realm, and to really bring that scene home, you're going to give us a meal and we're going to role play during it. Okay? Or you're playing Secret Lives of Gingerbread Men and the kitchen is right there right. where you're putting I mean, your character sheet. Neat bit of immersion. You are correct that, yes, a good meal can paper over a bad game. But <laughs> it all, does. I, all it I'm has. saying is if there's a long delay from the start of this to the fulfillment, you have probably pulled me out of the game because you've just created an environmental distraction. Yeah, I mean, those things, again, those things have to be considered. Like, I cook for my players. Sure. I try to cook every game, but I don't really manage it. And Chad is a wonderful cook. I would make an awesome 50s housewife. But the thing is, obviously it's my house, so I could just go in and get stuff out of the pantry. It's right there. All of my friends can go in my refrigerator and pantry and pull food out. I don't care. It's, It's there to be eaten. I want them to eat it. The food is there. The food is accessible. I love when there's a pause in action and I see, like... Not a lot of drinks are kept up. Nobody has a lot of food out, and we're kind of going it. I like to be able to slip off into the kitchen and grab some stuff and bring it in. And obviously, in a basement, you can still have that. People have refrigerators in their basement, and they have snack boxes, and they have all this stuff. My personal experience as someone who has gamed through, like I think, four different basements over my life, It's just not the case. It's either not the same or it's not existent. Mm -hmm. The snacks are not real food from a pantry. They're mini bags of chips. 
I tend to, when I'm bringing something, if I'm going to be in a basement, I'm mm-hmm. not getting things that are going to go in the fridge or anything. Right. But I like to do individually wrapped things because it's just easier. I've gone into a basement refrigerator during a game, and I've opened it up, and there are two Bud Lights, a box of baking soda, and three jugs of 10-year-old wine that are not good. Well, there, <laughs> and, I, okay, there is also... I love being able to go in and say, oh, Wayne, would you prefer this three-month-old tiny mini bag of pretzels or this entire bowl of grapes I've pulled out of my refrigerator. It goes back to your first point of the basement not being used. Now, if it's a used basement, it might be different. For example, I have a mini fridge that I just got for my basement because I work from home regularly down there. Absolutely. And I don't want the dogs to know that I'm downstairs. This food thing is totally solvable for a basement setup. Not only is it solvable, it has been solved multiple times over. My only point is, in all the basements I've gamed in, I've never experienced it. I think it's yeah, different. In uh, some way, it's different. I think the problem that I've had, stressing and once again, it could be solved, but yes. it hasn't been in any of the situations I've been in, is the basement is disconnected from the general flow of the household. Yes. Now, the yes. fridge or the kitchen is one aspect of that, but the weird setup we were just describing mm-hmm. aside... Oftentimes, there's no bathroom down there. Right yeah. mm-hmm. now, we want a little more than the paper walls. That, <laughs> I mean, you, you don't want to be right. We've talked about that. <laughs> but the point being, though, yes. that you want certain separation for some things. You sure. want privacy, but it really is annoying when every time someone wants a glass of water, they have to trudge they have to hike upstairs. upstairs. Yeah, they have to get yeah. up and go upstairs and disappear. If somebody needs to sharpen a pencil, if somebody needs a piece of notebook paper, mm-hmm. if somebody needs to reprint a character sheet. I think you hit it if on so, the if head. Some, I, I, I could not articulate why or how it's different, but you nailed it. It's because these spaces are not part of the normal flow of the house. Yeah, A pencil sharpener is within my reach. In my gaming area, because it's the dining room, and it's where Sky does his homework, and it's we don't have a big house, and so it's within that flow of life. Is there one downstairs? I don't think there is. But it's it's that sort of example. If your gaming space is not part of your normal flow, you're going to hit these things that we talk about that are negative. Wayne, your thing about how there's clutter. Yeah. It, it's not because people are messy. It's because... They don't go in that room. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But the rooms that they do go in, like my dining room where we eat dinner on it, we do Sky's homework and stuff, that clutter gets moved because it's in the normal flow. We can find a pencil sharpener because we use pencil sharpeners, and so they're in the places we use them. The good food, not the stash, not the bug-out bag kit of gaming food mm-hmm. in the shared box, but the real food you cook with and eat every day is right five feet from our gaming table because it's part of the normal flow of the house. If we game downstairs, do we have a basement? Actually, Dawn and I bought the house. She was talking about making our gaming room downstairs in the basement. We wouldn't have that. We would have to trudge upstairs yep. for it. Yeah. Even when you talk about just online play, which we haven't mm-hmm. gotten to yet. Right. I used to do gaming back in the what I call the cat room now, because that's the only thing left back there is the kitty litter is in a room that I don't go in, so I don't have to deal with it. But that's where that computer was. That's the only thing I would do would be when I would do the online gaming and then uh, a recording on a Saturday morning or something. So that room I never went in. Now that I do all of that downstairs, I do 
work from home from the same place. I do that. I have my Lego stuff there. That is a very trafficked section of the basement. Mm-hmm. The basement is, you would think, more out of the way. That table is a lot more organized, and I never feel cluttered like I did in the room that was upstairs right next to me because I never went in there, and it wasn't part of my flow mm-hmm. except for once a week. In the basement, the same function, but I'm doing a lot more, and I'm down there every single day at least for part of the day, that table I don't feel cluttered on. And it's, like you were saying, it's because it's part of the flow of my day. Like I was saying, Dan. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I I think that the major advice here, I believe, is whether you agree or disagree with anything we're saying here. Yeah, this is all highly subjective. Oh, it is absolutely subjective in every way. But I do think the one really good takeaway here is if you... Don't talk from the bathroom. Don't (laughs) talk from the bathroom. No, never. The other, the less important takeaway, though, is if you want to improve your gaming space. Again, don't take any of our advice. This is all just personal opinion here. Except improving your gaming space would be to put it in the flow of your life, in your living space. I actually really disagree. Well, and so I was thinking there would also be disadvantages <laughs> with that, too. Yeah. For me, like, I am a single mom. Mm-hmm. I live with three small children. So if it is in the flow of any sort of normal traffic right. in my house, there is shit everywhere because I have three tiny humans dropping their crap all over my house. Mm-hmm. And, and their backpacks and papers and coloring books. And it is far more likely that my space will be less cluttered if it is out of the normal flow of traffic right. and that I would be able to reliably have things hmm. on hand that aren't being picked up by a sticky-fingered five-year-old who likes well, to steal things. You're going to back to the last. If those kids are upstairs running around, too, mm-hmm. yeah. it's better to be in a basement with a door shut yes. yeah. as Absolutely. long as that door is not being opened every couple minutes. Right. Yeah. Well, yes. and I, I also think, like, in your situation, I would come over, we would game, I'd pick up my character sheet, and it's math homework. And then it flashes over to one of your kids turning in my D&D character <laughs> sheet to the teacher. I mean, my nine-year-old plays now, so she would be like, oh, whose character sheet is this? This is awesome. Can I rename this character? Can, right. can she be Ella? Ella Rosemary? She wants to name all of her characters the same way. Uh, it's a male um. 37th level necromatic knight. Does not matter. His name is Ella Rosemary. <laughs> and that works for me, though. I can, I can make that work. No. Yeah. I think the important takeaway is to just think about it. Because how long has that been bothering me that we have all of this stuff on the table at the Skies of Glass game, and I have never said a word to any of you about it? Because you, when every game, I feel overwhelmed by the stuff in front of me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> when, if I say something, we probably fix it pretty quickly. Yeah. Probably. yeah. But if you don't think about it, you're not going to notice things like that, and you may have people like me that just, I don't complain about things. I just internalize it until I'm ready to snap. So you know what I did? <laughs> because the same thing bothered me about it, right? I don't like clutter. I try to be like more minimalist again. It bothered me, but I'm not going to say anything because I fixed my area. Like If you go and look at where I sit, I sit in the same place every time. I have a book there. It's a Hunter's Hunted book or Vampire Masquerade book or something like that. It was, random, it was a random hard copy book mm-hmm. that I used to... If because I your lean, clipboard. Yeah, it's my right. clipboard. Yeah. I lean back. I, I have to have something to write on. I have two pencils, one of which is broke. The other doesn't have an eraser. <laughs> <laughs> Together, they merge to form a pencil. <laughs> a pencil, exactly. <laughs> I have my dice, and they are in a specific area, but not 
like a dice voodoo training superstition thing. Right. But just when I close my eyes, I reach out, I can pick my dice up sort of thing. Hmm. And then I have my bullets, which is part of the game, lined up in a specific way. And it is all of my stuff and my dice bag to the left. All of my stuff fits in a very specific area that I see in my mind. And when stuff encroaches on that, I let it. I don't make it a big deal. But at some point in the night, I will take it and I will move it out of my area. Hmm. And my area stays the same all the time. So I think the next topic we're going to come back to discuss, because this is one Wayne wanted to discuss. And I think it is a good topic. And it's not one that's usually within our wheelhouse, is setting up the right space for online gaming. Mm. Because... And I have some opinions on this. I think a lot more than I would have even just a year ago between having done some more online gaming and also doing a lot more streaming podcasting, like live mm-hmm. podcasting. Yeah, because that changed quite a bit for me. Yeah. Besides just online gaming, now it's online gaming with a camera. Because, right. uh, yeah, so right. even as someone who has as simple of a household as I do, where it's one human and one dog, Mm-hmm. There are still a bunch of considerations I've had to work through to make online gaming work. So we're going to come back and talk about that next episode, which hopefully which will be in a year. Yeah, which <laughs> hopefully isn't year. too far off. <laughs> but in the meantime, be sure to check the show notes for a link to the Family Feud questionnaire. Fill out that survey. We'd love to have your input. And that will be part of a bonus episode that we'll do at some point. And then also... If you're interested, check out the links for the wonderful reading mm-hmm. of Narl Saves Christmas by a British man living in Germany who has a granddad that sounds like Narl, and Narl sounds cockney, and it's awesome. My <laughs> advice to you is buy it, don't listen to it, and on Christmas, when your whole family is over, including Grandma, yes, play it for them. And the young yes. children. And the young, the gather young the children. That it, it is so family when I was reviewing it to get it posted, I actually shocked myself because I used a phrase in that story that I completely forgotten I used. So I'm like, wow. Yeah, I had read the story, and yet when I heard it, there were things that I didn't remember from it. Thank you guys for tuning in. Have a great week, great games, great holiday season, yeah. and we will catch you guys next time. This has been a production of Fear the Booth, copyright 2019. Listeners are free to use this episode in a non-commercial endeavor so long as credit is provided to feartheboot.com. You can find previous episodes and other resources at feartheboot.com. If you wish to support this show and its related endeavors, you can do so at patreon.com slash feartheboot.